You're listening to a teaching from Vintage Church LA. This week, we're hearing from a special guest speaker. Wow, wow. All right, let's do it this way this time. Um, Only the folk that have been blessed. Give the Lord a hand of praise, won't you? Ah, come on, you can do better than that. That's a little patty cake, patty cake. Come on, come on, bless him, bless him, bless him. Wow, wow. I, I, I love this church, wow. There's always such a, a, a cultural exchange when I come here. You know, y'all got this mixture going on up in here and learn about other cultures. I know I'm in a different culture because uh, it's the only place I've ever been where the speaker gets up while they're taking the offering, okay? We don't do that in my house, you know. We, we, we'll lock the doors. We, you know, you know. Nobody move, you know. We, so I'm, it's just refreshing to be in this house. I'm telling you, you guys don't know. This is this is a major place here. Let me just say this. All jokes aside, you you need to know this. You need to know this. Um, there's a very special and a very unique anointing on this house. I, I, I need you to hear that. Because you, you guys come every Sunday and you're in the middle of this all the time, you know. But hear this. There is a very, very um, kingdom uniqueness about this house. And, and that God would love you enough to bring you to this place. As a demonstration of his goodness and his grace. You, you ought to just bless God for being here. Just, yeah. yeah. Praise the Lord. Look, um, and, and help me, the, the, the team that's serving while he's gone, the pastors and the, the, the band on the stand, you know, give, 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 give the team a hand, won't you? Thank you guys, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow. Um, so, so many things I want to say. Uh, so this is another, we have a lot of cultural exchange here today, right? So the first cultural exchange is uh, I'm on the clock, see? And I, I'm, I'm just helping you, see? No, you need to understand this, see? Because uh, I don't know who else comes through here, but um, you know, you never put a clock on a black preacher till he takes a text. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know. So, so if you ain't take a text yet, then don't, don't, don't put the clock on me, okay? I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. But it, it, is, it is amazing. It is amazing. And, and I say this not only as a friend of your pastor and others here in this house, uh, but this is an amazing, amazing favor of God. The favor of God rests on this place. You, you, you should never question um, whether God loves you. And if you ever do, be mindful that he loved you enough to bring you to this place. Don't, don't ever take that for granted. Never take that for granted. Uh, your pastor, um, wow, the, the vision that he has that, um, that shapes the culture and the atmosphere of this house should never be taken for granted. Don't, don't take it lightly, but that God would love you enough to, to 
plant you or to bring you into this house. I talked to someone this morning and she was saying she's from another church and everything and how much of a blessing it is for her to come here this morning. A couple of years ago, my wife and I were in Europe and we were going from London to, uh, to Paris and my, my, my wife was on, she got on first and I had forgotten my, uh, my I lost my passport. And so we changing planes, changing uh, trains. I went to the other train, came back to the right train and, and I couldn't remember what car my wife was in. And it was in one of those long trains from London to Paris. And so I just jumped on right where I was. And, and uh, I told the conductor, I said, say, hey man, I said, my, uh, my wife, my wife is here. I think I'm on the wrong, wrong train. He says, no, 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 no. He said, you're on the right train. Get on here and you can find the right car later. Okay. Y'all didn't get that. Let me try it over here. <laughs> there are some of you, God has planted you here for now. And there may be some shifts in your life later on. But for now, you're on the right, right train in the right car. You ought to bless God just for being here, okay? Listen, listen, uh, uh, next week, next week, listen, do not miss next Sunday, okay? You do not want to miss next Sunday. Uh, Dr. Henry Cloud will be here, a very dear friend of mine, anointed man of God. You know, don't die before next Sunday, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying, you want to be here next Sunday to be blessed by the ministry of, of Dr. Henry Cloud. I, um, cultures, I'm, I'm, from, I'm from East St. Louis, East St. Louis, Illinois, not St. Louis. There is a difference, trust me, okay? Um, and my wife and I, my wife, stand up, sweetheart, uh, 46 years. We, uh, For those of you who may wonder, that is a revelation that black don't crack. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's 73 years right there. 73 years, right? That's, that's 73 years, yeah. Yeah, that's a hallelujah. That. Praise God for that. I say it all the time, baby. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm 75. I'm 75. And um, I'm 75, man. I don't see too many folk in my crowd around here. I don't, you know, I, you know. Uh, but you know, when 75, you, you, you get 75, you, you know. Let me tell some of you guys who are young, two things go when you get, get this age, okay? I'm telling you, two things. The first thing that goes is your memory. And I forgot the second one. But anyway, the first thing that goes when you get into this category is God, God has to bring things to your remembrance. Um, I came here several years ago and I saw uh, um, a cultural phenomenon here in Southern California and Los Angeles particularly. We, we didn't have this back in St. Louis. Didn't have this back in East St. Louis. Um, back in, like in the early 80s, mid 80s, late, later 80s, uh, a cultural phenomenon sprung up in Los Angeles, uh, on, on the corner of Slauson and Western. Some of y'all are saying, where is that? Where is that? Corner of Slauson and Western, uh, a, a cultural phenomenon grew up. It was called the Slauson Swap Meet. Some of y'all ain't never heard of Slauson, let alone the Swap Meet, okay? 
But it was called the Slauson Swap Meet. It really out of the Korean community at first, but it was uh, on the corner of Slauson and Western in Los Angeles. Very, very unique uh, entrepreneurial um, business structure because they, um, they, they set up this huge place and people would come and you could like rent space, you know, and you bring whatever you were selling, your wares, whatever. And you, you weren't in a permanent place, a permanent building, whatever. You came, you came bringing what you had, see. And then other people would come and they would come and they would trade, would swap with you. You know, you, I want this, give me this, and you give me this, this, this much, that much, this, whatever. And it was, hence the term swap meet. Um, it was a place where you, you brought something, see, and you, um, you exchanged, you, you swapped it, you, you traded it for, for, for something else. See? It's called a swap meet. Eventually, it spread even today all over Southern California. I was in uh, uh, San, San Fernando a couple of weeks ago, and there's this main drag and like two or three blocks, these big signs, swap meet, swap meet, swap meet, swap meet. And, and it began, you know, in, uh, in the hood on Slauson and Western. It's where you brought something and you exchanged it, and then you left or you received something else. It's called... Uh, Swap me. I didn't realize then that that was not an original concept. Uh, God thought of that. And in the book of Isaiah chapter 61, Isaiah, 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 whatever your persuasion is. Um, Isaiah chapter 61, there's a revelation of God's swap meet. Isaiah chapter 61 and the, the, the prophet, the prophet speaks to a people who have been struggling with their history and their past. And in chapter 61, uh, he, he speaks to the people, he meets them where they are and he reveals an interesting dynamic of the person of God and his interaction with his people. And so in Isaiah chapter 61, he says this, he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. Next verse, watch says this. And the opening of the prison doors to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord, the year of Jubilee, favor, and the day of vengeance of God, to comfort, here it is, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion. Stop right there. I'm anointed to give something, to release something to those who mourn. Next verse, watch this. He says this. He says, and to give them a beautiful headdress. One version says, a crown of beauty instead of ashes. Pick, pick up the flow of the text. To give instead of. To give instead of to give them uh, and swap with them, see, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of the ashes that they bring, see? to give them 
the oil of gladness instead of the faint spirit to give them um, a garment of praise in exchange for their heavy one version says their fainting spirit so this idea of you bring something and you leave with something you bring something and you, you, you swap with me you give me this, I'll give you that. You give me this, I'll give you that. You give me this, and I'll give you that instead of what you brought. It's, it's God's swap meet. Uh, so. so tell your neighbor, welcome. That's the wrong neighbor. Y'all went to the wrong, see y'all, y'all that's the wrong neighbor right there. T- t- tell your other neighbor, welcome to God's swap meet. That's a good practice. Now try the person on the other side. Look at the person in front, behind you if you have to. Welcome to God's swap meet. So, so, so the, the, the historical context is prophet of God speaks to the people of God who are in mourning, who are struggling, who are straining with where they are based on where they've been. They're, 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 they're struggling with where they are based on where they've been. Um, where they are now because of decisions they've made in the past. They're they're reaping um, the results of bad choices. They they are struggling with what has happened to them on the journey. And, And he summarizes that with this broad term, they are in mourning. Ah, but he says, but I... I have an anointing to speak to those who are in mourning. There's an anointing on me to speak to those who are in mourning. Now, let me help you. Let me help you. As a disclaimer, this message may not be for you. Okay. I'm just standing up front. It may not be for you. Okay. And that's okay. But, but if not, put it in your file. Okay. But you may not need it today, but... Somewhere down the road, you pull it out. So, so I'm just telling you right now, this may not be for you. So if I get about 10 minutes in and you hunch that girl and say, girl, this ain't for me, I'm telling you right now, it may not be for you, okay? okay. But, 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 but it may help you down the road. It says there's an anointing on me. I've been sent to a particular people and they come under the broad category of they're in mourning. He says, I'm going to give them something and they're going to give me something. Uh, they're going to bring something and I'm going to swap with them. I'll, ex- I'll make an exchange. I'll trade with them. And he says, um, if they bring me their ashes, see, I'll swap and I'll give them. And verse says, um, a headdress of beauty. One says a beautiful headdress. One says a crown of beauty. So here's, so here's the scene. Bring me your ashes. I'll swap with you. I'll give you a crown, a headdress of beauty. 
ashes, ashes, ashes. Ashes were a symbol of repentance. People would often demonstrate their brokenness and repentance. The Bible says sometimes they would sit in sackcloth, see, and, and ashes. It was a demonstration of their brokenness. It was a public statement of their repentance and their sorrow. And they would often put ashes on, on their forehead or ashes on their body. And they would sometimes sit in sackcloth, nothing fancy, and ashes. Because it symbolized their repentance. Ashes assumed sin. Say it again. Ashes assumed sin and yet reflected brokenness over sin. I'll give it to you again. Ashes. He says, bring me your ashes. Uh, ashes comes with the assumption um, I messed up. I, uh, um, I, I, I stumbled. I fell. Um, I sinned. Bible says that Jesus was wounded for our transgressions and he was bruised for our iniquities, sins, requiring ashes. He was wounded, wounded for my transgressions. A wound is, a, is an observable gash. Jesus was wounded. You remember hanging out on Calvary? Uh, they sang that song a few minutes ago. Jesus on Calvary and they wounded him. You know, his, his side, uh, his brow. They, they wounded him. He, and and he, had, he had wounds, see, for our transgression. The word transgression, uh, compound word, trans means across, gress means to step. Transgression means to step across the line. I'll give it to you again. Transgression is one word for sin that means to step across the line. Uh, now, now, most of us, we want to know where the line is, see. We can get just close enough without stepping across that bad boy, you see. Transgression means you stepped across the line. And the Bible says he was wounded. Wounded means observable. His, his hanging on the cross was an observable demonstration of his response to us stepping across the line. Uh, it was an outward demonstration on that cross because of the times that I stepped across the line. Then it says, he was wounded, see, for my transgressions, for my iniquities. Watch this. He was wounded for transgression. He was bruised for iniquities. Now, a bruise is not always observable. Bruise you know, uh, under the skin, uh, a sore spot that, that you, can, uh, you can cover up. See, you can, you can hide a bruise. Uh, you can dress up a bruise. See? And he says uh, he was he was bruised for iniquity. Iniquity. The word, the word iniquity, he says, he was bruised. The word iniquity means, means uh, to be bent or twisted or turned in a certain way. See, uh, my, my iniquity is not what I do. 
it's my, uh, it's my bentness. Okay. Let me try this side over here. Nobody likes me on that side over there. See, in, 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 iniquity is my, my, my twistedness, my, my bent. Uh, it, uh, I didn't do it, see, uh, but I turned toward it. You know, see? Um, um, I looked. See, that, 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 I haven't done it yet, see. See, some of y'all holy because you haven't had any options. You know. Yeah, you, you, you just ain't caught the right turn yet. You know. Stick around, baby. Your turn is coming. Your turn is coming. Your turn is coming. And yet God says, God says he was bruised for my iniquities, my, my bentness. Uh, uh, transgression is what I did. Iniquity is what I would do if I had a chance. Uh, it's what I was leaning toward that I just didn't do. But the leaning, see, Jesus messed me up. He said, he said, um, it didn't talk about adultery. Do y'all talk about adultery here in Santa Monica? I don't, I'm just saying, I don't know. And, and Jesus, Jesus said, it ain't all the way. He says, uh, if you think, see, that's why he messed me up. See. It's what you thought about doing if you would do, if you had a chance to do, but you didn't do it because you didn't have a chance. I can't say that twice. So I hope you got that, okay? But that's, that's my iniquity. And yet the prophet says, if I come to him in repentance, uh, he gives me a, a crown of beauty. The crown of beauty is, a, is a, like a metaphor for, for what we might call in our culture uh, a bridal tiara or bridal covering. You know, any newlyweds in here? Any? Y'all don't get married here in Santa Monica, huh? <laughs> yeah, don't be shamed, doc. It's too late now. Don't be. Right, right, right. right. So, so, so when the bride comes, the bride comes, she has this, this, this headdress see, uh, that symbolizes the purity, the blessing, the favor of that relationship. Uh, and so God says, when you bring me your ashes, I will give you uh, a, a headdress of beauty. I will crown you with beauty. It's also a term that was often used for the word tiara, 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 tiara. You know, head, you know, little crown thing. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm a fan of Downton Abbey. See, y'all don't have Downton Abbey here in Santa Monica either. And 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 I, I noticed after a while, at, at every every evening, everybody had on a tiara. Everybody had on this little crown thing. You know, that, that's the picture. Here. God says, I'm gonna put a crown on everybody's head. See, because of your repentance. Because of your ashes, I'll, I'll swap with you. Bring me your ashes. I'll give you a headdress of beauty. God brought someone here today uh, to add to your wardrobe a crown of beauty, of forgiveness of purity, of righteousness. Go back to the text. Go back, go back, go back. Verse three, verse three again. Go back to verse three. He says in uh, uh, Isaiah chapter 61, verse three, he says, bring me the ashes, he says, and then I will give you, I will give you 
uh, a crown of beauty. Then he says, then he says, go back before that, verse before that. Then he says, uh, bring me your mourning, watch this, and I will give you the oil of gladness. God, I love this one. He says, let's swap, let's swap, let's swap. He said, uh, you, you bring me your mourning, see, I'll swap with you. I'll, I'll give you the oil of gladness. The, the word mourning is kind of an umbrella term. Uh, in essence, it means this grief over the loss of. One more time. It's kind of a catch-all phrase, and it means grief over a loss. Could be, could be the loss of a relationship. Could be the loss of a loved one. Could be the loss of a dream. Could be the loss of a career. Could be the loss of a relationship. But it brings forth a mourning, a grieving in your spirit. God says, now, come, 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 come on, bring it, bring it. Bring, bring me your loss. And I'll swap with you. I'll give you oil. I love it. The oil of gladness. I'll trade with you. What have you lost? Last night, a friend of mine, two nights ago, a friend of mine uh, had been taking care of his father for years. And his father passed. And he had shared with me how hard it was, you know, in these final years, taking care of his dad, you know. Um, the church does not prepare us to get old. That's a whole other message. I ain't got time for that right now. Um, I'm, I'm 75 years old. Church didn't prepare me for that. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't. And, and so, so my friend was talking about how hard it was taking care of his dad, and his dad died. You know, he, he's dealing with this loss. He's, he's grieving. He's mourning the loss of a loved one. Maybe it was a relationship. Um, maybe it was a devastating divorce. Maybe it was something professional in your career, in your job, in your future. Uh, and something happened that has blasted your dreams. God says, come, 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 come. Bring me your loss. I'll swap with you. I'll give you the oil of gladness. One version says the oil of joy. I'll, I'll swap with you. Give me your loss. I'll give you my oil. Of, I'll give you my joy. Um, Sometimes losses can be debilitating, uh, stuck. A friend of mine, um, uh, her, her mom died several months ago, and she said, uh, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm, I, I just can't go for Matter of fact, she's in, in Hollywood industry. Now she's stuck twice because she can't get no job because everybody's on strike. So, so she said, I'm stuck, she's stuck. She said, I, I'm, I, I don't know what to do, Bishop. She said, you know, I get up in the morning and I can't go any further. I'm, I, I'm stuck. And then God says, come, 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 come. I'll give you the joy of my oil. Why? Because the joy of the Lord, that's our strength. 
I'll, I'll, I'll give you the joy that will allow you to stand when you didn't know you could stand. I'll give you the joy that will allow you to look up when you could only look down. I'll give you the joy that will allow you to go on further when you thought you could go no further. I will give you the joy of my gladness. I will give you the joy, the joy, the joy. Hmm, the joy, joy is like... Um, it's, it's like the anointing of God, the, the anointing of God, the anointing. And, and in the picture of, of the Psalms, anointing starts on the head, pours over the head. And then it says it, it flows down, it flows down. And anybody, man, I, don't, I don't see no dresses in there. You, know, you, got, you got a dress, you got a dress. Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. She got a dress. What's your name? This is Elise, everybody. She's modeling a... I bet she won't come next time I'm here, huh? <laughs> so God, God, God says, this anointing is like the oil that starts at the head. Watch this. And the Bible says, it goes down, down, down. Watch this. To the hem of the garment. Y'all didn't get it. I'm going to show you again. He says, this oil of joy. God, I love your word. It, it's, the, it's the pouring out of God's joy that begins on your head when your head is up high, when you're looking up, when you're joyful and you're celebrating. But it flows down, 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 down. Listen to the hem of this garment. Now listen to me. This hem is the lowest point on this garment. Y'all didn't get that. It starts at the highest point and flows down to the lowest point. Now listen, they, they, don't, they don't take a rag and a towel and wipe it off, see? They pour it and pour it and pour it and pour it and it gathers, see, at the hem, the lowest point, which means the greatest manifestation of the joy oil of God is not when things are on top. But the oil that starts on top gathers at the lowest point on this garment, which means God has a blessing when he swaps. That when you get to the lowest point in your life and you can't turn and you can't get up, that's when the power of this joy kicks in and you're able to stand up and look up and praise up and give God glory one more time. I need about 19 praises to help me bless God for that. He says, he says, break, come, come, come with your loss. I know your loss. Come, 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 come. I'll give you the joy that'll kick in at your lowest point. The greatest concentration is not at your high point. I'll swap with you. And I'll give you that joy that kicks in when you're at the lowest point in your struggle. Go back to the text. Here's the last one. Verse three. Here's what he says. Last thing, last thing he says this. He says, come, come, come. Let's swap. Let's swap. Let's stop. He says, he says, and I will give you a garment of praise in exchange for your faint spirit. Bring me your faint, your weak spirit. I'll swap with you and I'll give you a garment of praise. He says, the, the word faint spirit, it's, it's a word that means uh, to be in despair. 
says, come, come, come with your despair. Come with your, your heaviness. Say, come, come with the load that you're carrying. Come, 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 come. Don't stay home. Come, come, come. Bring your heaviness. It's a word right next door from despair to depressed. Come. Even with your despair and your depression. And I will swap with you. I'll give you a garment of praise. God, I love your word. He says, I, I, I will, I'll trade with you. I'll trade with you. I'll, I'll give you a garment. Of, now, the garment of praise does not, is not like a sweatshirt or a t-shirt, you know, in, in certain sizes. You know, give me a 44, give me a 40, give me, give me a 38, give me, give me a 35, give me. Give me a 28. Uh, you're lying now, so going back up. You're going back up. But, but, but it's not so much that it, is, that it fits you as much as it is a garment, listen to me, that wraps around you. It, it's, it's like a mantle. It's, it's like a shawl. See, it's, 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 like, it's like a wrap, and, and it, it wraps around you. It covers you from the neck and covers you down. He says, come, come, come. I'll give you a garment of praise. God says, I'll, I'll give you reason to praise. Now, put that with oil because the Bible says uh, he'll give you the oil, then he'll give you praise. He says this. So re remember what David said. David said, uh, um, he anoints my head with oil. Y'all remember that? Y'all know that? Do y'all know the Psalm 23 in here? Y'all know that? Oh, remember that? He says, yeah, he says this. Yeah. So the camera's following him. Lord is my shepherd. Shall not want. The camera's following him, see? Yea, though I walk through the valley, shadow of death, see? Fear no evil. Camera's still rolling. Thou art with me. Camera's still rolling. Rod on one side, staff on the other side. Camera's still rolling. You anoint my head with oil while I'm still in the valley. He doesn't wait till I come out before, before I get the blessing. He blesses me while I'm still in the valley. And here's how he does it. He says this. He, he, while I'm in the valley, he said, now sit down, sit down. And uh, he prepares a table. Tacos, fried chicken, whatever your menu is, you know what I'm saying? Watch this. And he sends out invitations. God, I love your word. And, and he says, he prepares that table in the presence see, of your haters. The folk that said you would never make it, see? So he invites, he invites the folk that put you down to see him raise you up. Y'all ain't get that again. him. He, he lets folks see the blessing. He doesn't hide the blessing. He lets folks see the blessing, he says. He says, and, and, and the joy is displayed in the presence of your haters. There are some folks who've already written you off, checked you off. He'll never make it. She'll never make it. She'll never bounce back. He'll never bounce back. God says, I ain't done yet. That's bad English, but it's good theology. He says, 
I ain't done yet. When I get through with them, she will stand on her feet. She will throw her heads back. She will lift up her shoulders and she will give me praise. Is there a praiser anywhere in this house? He says, I'll wrap you up in praise. I'll put you in a position to praise me. I'll put you in a position where you will have to praise me from where you've come and where you're going. Some of y'all are stuck where you are because you ain't hip on where you're going. Y'all ain't got that. Don't get stuck where you are. The journey ain't over yet. You're coming through the valley, not to the valley, but through the valley. And when you come out, you come out giving God a praise and a celebration for all that God has done. He says the joy will lead to praise. Praise is not an additional, optional, extra. You are commanded to praise God. Psalm 146 begins, praise ye the Lord. It's a command. Psalm 146 ends, praise ye the Lord. Psalm 147 begins, praise ye the Lord. Psalm 147 ends, praise ye the Lord. Psalm 148 begins, praise ye the Lord. Psalm 148 ends, praise ye the Lord. Psalm 149 begins, praise ye the Lord. Psalm 149 ends, praise ye the Lord. Psalm 150 begins, and just in case you feel left out, let everything that's breathing, let everything that hath breath, praise the Lord in this house. He says, he says, I will give you a garment of praise. Watch, then he says this, I'm almost done. He says this, then he said, I'll make you like a tree. Mm, I love it. He says, that you may be the oaks of righteousness planted by the Lord. Let me just stop right there. He says, whatever it is, I planted you there. Somebody missed that. He says, I'm going to declare that where you are is not by accident. I planted you there. And while you're there, you're going to be like an oak. Now, the thing about an oak tree is this. They, they never get old. Oak trees last, henceforth, now and forever. If you pass by an oak tree in this season and come back next season, it's still there. That says God's going to bless you to the point where you stand before your enemies and they look at you and all they can say is, he's still here. Ah, uh, who is that for? They wrote you off a long time ago, but I'm still here. Sometimes the best testimony you can have is, I'm still, how you doing? I'm still here. What's happening? I'm still here. What's going on? I'm That's the best testimony you can have. Someone. I'm like an oak tree. I'm still here. Somebody bless God for being here. Yeah, I'm almost done. What? Wait, 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 wait. Don't shout yet. I ain't done yet, women. Psalm 92 speaks of the trees that God plants. He says, I shall make you like a palm tree. I'm ready to go on this one. If you go outside of this church, across the street, there are two palm trees. God planted them because he knew I'd be here today. See? There are two palm trees across the street. Now watch this. Several years ago, there was a bad storm. And some of you guys are from out of the country. We don't have a whole lot of storms here, but we had this bad storm in L.A. And in front of my yard was a palm tree. In the midst of the, of the storm, wind was blowing and all that kind of stuff. The palm tree in my yard began to speak at me. 
I had a talking palm tree in my front yard. And the palm tree said, son, God wants you to be like me. A palm tree. I said, what do you mean? He says, God gave me some unusual characteristics that most trees don't have. I said, what do you mean? He said, God gave me an elasticity. I said, that's a big word for a palm tree. You know what he's saying? He said, there's some stuff in me that gives me elasticity. I said, what do you mean? He said, when the winds are blowing and the storm is raging, what's inside of me, I might bend, but I won't break. Eight folks should have shouted right there, right there. I don't care what you've been through. You might bend. You might struggle. You might strain. You might weep. But you will stand up and you will not break because you still have the power to lift up your hands one more time. And then he, then he said this. He says, notice that on a palm tree, right outside in front of this church, on the palm tree, all of the leaves are at the top of the tree. Y'all got it? I'm going to start over here. At the palm tree outside, the palm tree has the leaves that are all at the top of the tree, which means this. When the winds are blowing, the most that the wind can do is to make the palm tree sway. And the more it sways, the more it lifts and waves its leaves. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. Which means I don't care how bad it is, you still ought to have the power to lift up your hands and give God some praise. It might be dark in here, but you ought to praise him. The winds may be blowing, but you ought to praise him. You may have to cry sometimes, but you still ought to have, is there a praiser in this house? Is there a praiser in this house? Lift up your hands and give God some glory in this house. I'm ready to go, ready to go, ready to go. Everybody standing, everybody standing. Everybody standing, everybody standing. And so the prophet says, come, 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 come. I, I declare this house is uh, is a sanctified swap meet. Thank you, God. God brought you to this sanctified swap meet. Some of you came to release some things. Others of you came to receive some things. One more time. Some of you came to release some things. Others of you came to receive some things. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to join me. I'm first in line. Because you're going to come with your hands in one of two positions. Some of you with your palms up to release. What do you bring to the, to the swap meet that you need to let go of? What have you brought here this morning that you need to release? Others of you will come like me and you will come with your palms up in a position to receive. The swap meet goes both sides. Some people release, others receive. I'm, I, uh, a few months ago, I, I stepped aside from the church that I had pastored for over 41 years. 41 years, 41 years. And... 
hand and I stand before God today here at Vintage with my hands, my palms up saying, Lord, what now? What's in my next season? Where do I go from here? I had a professor when I was at Oxford. She was a Dominican nun, a nun, a Catholic nun. And she said, she said, we order our lives around the rhythm of our relationship with God. One more time. She was a Dominican nun, brilliant woman from South Africa. She, she said, she said we, we structure our lives see, around the rhythm of our relationship with God. She, she, you, know, you, you pray three times a day, you eat certain times, you get up a certain time. She said, and then everything else is structured around that, around the rhythm of our relationship to God. Some of you have a rhythm. If, if, if somebody wants to find you at, at 12 o'clock on a Sunday morning, you'll be here. That, that's your rhythm, see? So I've been often asked, Bishop, how are you doing in retirement? I say, my rhythm is off. I had a certain rhythm for 40 some years. And uh, my rhythm is off. Pray for me. Because I'm saying, Lord, I want to receive my next assignment. So some of you will join me with your hands like this. You need to let go of some things. You need to release some things. Some of you are trying to hold on to some things that God has already cut loose. Others of you will stand like me receive what do you need to receive from God what do you need to release to God let me tell you something he's a miracle worker he he has been working even when you don't see it he's been ordering your steps and navigating your path to bring you to this house this morning so that you might Release and receive. If, if that's you, if that's you, you know, come on, come on, join, join me, right? We're going we're gonna to make this the, the swap meet section. Right? And the aisles will be the swap meet. If that's you, just come on, come on, join me. Come on, I'm, I'm already here. Because I don't know what's next. Lord, whatever you release and receive, Release into my life, I'll receive it. Yes, I see you coming, I see you coming, I see you coming, I see you coming. Maybe you're in the balcony, just take two or three steps to the right or the left. In other words, change your position some. You don't have to come this far down. But others are still coming, I see you coming, I see you coming, I see you coming. Lord, I don't know what the next season is. I've just lost some stuff, I just lost somebody, I just lost a dream. Where do I go from here? God says, come to the swap meet. You release it, and I'll show you what to receive. Even when you don't see him working, he's working. By faith, I know that God has already prepared for me what's next while I'm still struggling with where I'm going next. Even when I don't see him, he's working a miracle in your life. 
I want to close with this time of prayer and let the team come and however you want to close. But we stand before the Lord. Maybe you're right where, you, where you're standing. Some of you are standing with hands like this to release. Some of you are standing like me with hands like this to receive. But we're standing before a miracle worker who's working even when you don't see him working. That's the God that we serve. Let's worship. Thanks for joining us for another week. We'd love to connect with you at one of our gatherings or online at vintagechurchla.com.